Oh, yeah, bitch, I'm here. Started off last week, it was all good. Watch it wrestle LeBron James on the hardwood. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Shoot Your Shot Podcast. I am your host, Lee Diddy, a.k.a. Kyrie Irving, a.k.a. Diddy Hendrix, a.k.a. Diddy Quarantino, a.k.a. December very own, a.k.a. the Capricorn Goat, a.k.a. NBA Young Boy, a.k.a. Uh, Mr. One-Eye Willie, a.k.a. Detachment Issues, a.k.a. him over there, a.k.a. the one true king of the South, a.k.a. we back and better than ever, a.k.a. 2021 was a hell of a year, a.k.a. Hey, mm-hmm. Mr. William the Phonem, aka Spider Man, far from broke, and on the hotline, <laughs> as always, is my wonderful and gracious co host. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Allie Nicole, aka your favorite little shit talker, aka that fine ass, bald headed badass is back, and she's a ginger. You know what I'm saying? AKA. AKA misses off the market like the stocks are closed. AKA I'm going to claim my boyfriend this year. AKA. Can I put that nigga on my taxes too? AKA. Y'all smell that? The W-2s are fresh off the presses, y'all. <laughs> AKA. That little baby. Who is ready to end this year on a high note? <laughs> Calvin, how have you been, friend? You didn't have a birthday since we seen each other. We didn't celebrate a couple of holidays. I had surgery. You like. had surgery. <laughs> What's so, going with you? Uh yeah, so um so we so we have an episode that's in the vault that I'll be releasing before this one comes out. Okay. Um so, because that was the episode that we recorded the day before I had fucking surgery on my eye, right? <laughs> so, all right, so boom. So people was wondering, you know what I'm saying? Some people was wondering, like, all right, where, where, where niggas have been? So, like, you know, we, we had planned to take a little bit of a holiday break as we do every year. And, you know, this year specifically, life was, has been and was whooping our asses. So we took a little more breaks for normal because life was beating our asses and we needed to be able to be in the best space to give you the content that you deserve, but this break was not particularly planned. Nope. So, so, you know, I get back from Vegas, you know what I'm saying? I'm celebrating my, celebrating beloved's friend's fiance's 30th birthday, right? Like, so burr, burr, I, burr, burr. I was a clear plus one, but I'm good with that. I can play my plus one role. If I needed. enjoy being a plus one, honestly. You feel me? Cause it's really low pressure. All I got to do is be funny and not be a dickhead. And people generally <laughs> can let me rock. It's a bl- it's a blessing, and you know Vegas is Vegas. Um, and also, side note, fam, you know how this pandemic is real. Okay. So we in Vegas, we in Dreas, and so I feel like there's two things in the world that should never close: a Waffle House in Atlanta, mm. and a and a restaurant on the Strip. You know, honestly, as somebody who actually just visited Vegas not too long ago, I agree. A lot of shit in Vegas was closed, and I'm just like, this is Vegas. It's it, bro. Same thing. Like first and foremost, it'd be one thing if if everything was closed. I'd be like, all right, cool. Damn, the casinos were open, but the food was closed. And so let me so before so so when you're on Vegas, we come back from Dre, see Big Sean, see Four Two Doug. You know what I'm saying? I like, have a have a grand old time, and, and, and you know what I'm saying, celebrating you know December baby, and so. Vegas will make you be out past your bedtime because the headliner for wherever you're going doesn't show up until like 2.30 in the morning West Coast mm-hmm. time. And now, mind you, if you're like me and coming from the East Coast, that is 5.30 in the morning. Baby, so, jet lag and tired, boss. You feel me? Your body's like, nigga, why are we up right now? It is past our bedtime. So, you know what I'm saying? So, like, we, 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 we trying to find food. Everything closed. Everything closed. It is we so got- funny listening to millenn- millennials say fine food as if we have to go hunt and gather this shit. It felt like it to- when you drunk and you like, I need some. You know what I'm saying? Like it felt it felt very survival tactic-y. And so we call it everything closed. Options closed. And so then I see this one spot. It's open. I called them prior to, like, hey, are y'all open? And you could hear the desperation in my voice. She was like, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 we open. 
and cool. And so if a walking distance, boom, we walk there. And mind you, so we out there in, you know what I'm saying, December. So Vegas is in the desert. So if you don't know about the desert, mm-hmm. if the desert in the winter get cold. Like cold it gets, as fuck. You feel me? Because again, there's no real anything to prevent it from getting cold. So we get there, and the first red flag was door don't open immediately when I try to pull it. I gotta I gotta press a button and somebody mm-hmm. gotta buzz me in. First red flag. Woo woo woo. So then I'll pull up, I see a menu and I see all that. I'm like, yo, like, you know what I'm saying? Like I call whatever, whatever. She was like, our kitchen's closed for cleaning. I was like, I just called your bitch ass. And my whole thing is like, look, and, and, and maybe I'm wrong here. Because I feel like if your kitchen is closed for cleaning, which, okay, I understand, you would, would tell me that when I call over the phone. Like, hey, our kitchen's closed, but our bar is open. Let me know. No. And so then she's like, well, I think there's a, I mean, there's a Denny's somewhere around. If I wanted Denny's, I would be at Denny's. I found you through Google in Yelp reviews. Don't you think I knew that if there was a Denny's available? I ain't want no goddamn Denny's. Well, don't shit, me. they're trying to give you some options, okay? Man, no, first and foremost, don't disrespect me. Because <laughs> I'm already mad because uh, if you knew your kitchen was closed, it wasn't like I called and then waited. I called, got confirmation it was open, and was out. So, like, if you know your kitchen is closed for cleaning, in my head, I'm thinking you should tell me that. But you don't get no point recommending Denny's after you already fucked up by not informing me that your kitchen was currently closed for cleaning. Then, so I'm like, alright, cool, whatever. You know what I'm saying? We we walked mm-hmm. past some McDonald's to get to the junk. I'm thinking, okay, McDonald's open. I don't, you know, you know the rules we have on vacation. I don't want to eat shit, but I can get at home. That's part of the reason I didn't want to get no goddamn Denny's. I can get but... Denny's anywhere. But, you know, at, at this point, desperate times, desperate measures. Fuck it, it's like 5, 30, 6 o'clock in the morning. Niggas is stalled Harvey. So then, so we like, fuck it. I guess we're going to get some McDonald's, man. You know what I'm saying? A couple of McChickens, a fry, call it a day. So I go to open the McDonald's store. It don't open. I'm like, oh, you got it. Word. Like, what? And so then I'm like, because we walk there, because again, we walk, we, we walk from, you know what I'm saying, our whole down the strip. So then we see a couple, we see a couple cars of drive. like, fuck, they really drive through only right now? Fuck. And so, literally, me and me and a homie whose birthday it actually is, we was like, we was getting ready to walk up to the car on some. It's gonna sound super sketch, but we was like, "Fam, we will pay for your food if you if you just if you order for us, right?" Yeah. That that's how desperate we were. We were like, "We will pay for your food if you let us if you just if you order our food for us." <laughs> but then we see them turning back. We was like, "What?" And the McDonald's was closed. The McDonald's on the strip in Las Vegas, Nevada was closed. Again, two things I feel like should never be closed. Even in the middle of the the Panini Press. A Waffle House in Atlanta and a McDonald's on the strip. Because what the fuck are y'all closing for? (laughs) You know Waffle House, you know, B.C. before Corona, didn't even have locks on their doors because every Waffle House was 24-7. The National Weather Service used to judge how serious the storm was by whether or not the Waffle House was still open. Waffle House had um, had contingency plans and menus in place if they lost goddamn power because they know they wasn't closing. So... That was, you know, I had a good time. You kind of had to have a security clearance in order to work at Waffle House at one point. <laughs> a security clearance, a felony, a, a MMA record, something. But you, but here's the so 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 I so that was the one thing I remember from Vegas, right? I had a good time in Vegas. You know what I'm saying? All of that. And so I get back from Vegas. I have my I I, I have my you know what I'm saying my birthday photo shoot, and then I have a doctor's. I I record them. Hard I, as fuck. And, Your and birthday ha- photo shoot was hard as fuck. For the record, there's, there's a couple, there's a couple pictures I, I, I kept that I'm gonna post a little bit later. But you know, um, but then photo shoot, recording, and then I have an eye exam because I need some new glasses, right? Because mm-hmm. like you know, what I'm saying I've been, you know, things been looking a little off the last month or so, couple months. I, it's been about two years. I'm thinking, okay, I need to go get an eye exam, get a prescription. I go to the eye exam, they run these tests on me, you know what I'm saying? Everything's going good until it's not. And so then, you know, out 
for those who have gone through eye exams, they, they test each and eye individually because your eyes have different structures. So when they when I cover my left eye and I have to see how my right see how my right eye, everything's part normal, right? I can I can name letters E, N, B, F, Z, whatever. Whatever. Cool, right? I cover my right eye and I have to see out my left. Damn, everything is blurry. I can't read shit, right? I can't read shit no matter what this prescription they put it on. I can't read shit. And so, and so then they, so then this is news. So then they're running more tests, right? And so the thing with the eye exam for those who don't know, they, they, they put your eyeball through hell. They shine lights into it, blow, blow air into it, take pictures into it, all types of shit. Eye drops, all of that. That's why, like, after an eye exam, they tell you to go lay down. <laughs> Fam, they literally was like, they, they, they honestly tell you, like, you should probably not drive. But I'm like, who, you know what I'm saying? So, they, so I go through this eye exam, and they recommend me to a specialist. But they recommend, they literally tell me to go on to the specialist now, right? Like, not maybe, you know, in a couple of days. They was like, no, you're going to leave here and go immediately to the specialist. I was like, well, well huh? <laughs> All right. And I'm trying to drive. I feel slightly dilated because, you know, eye exam. So I'm all right, cool. So I go to the dialogue. So we, I go to the specialist. They run more tests on me, right? Have my, have my eye looking up, down, left, right, shining lights into it, doing the same shit. And so then it was like, um, yeah, you have a detached retina in your, in, in your left eye. We're recommending surgery tomorrow. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. So like, I'm over here like, I went to this eye exam thinking I needed new glasses, right? Come to find out I need new eyes. <laughs> and so and so I'm like, yo, and, and it all happened so quickly because honestly, I planned for do the eye exam and then go back to work, right? Because I'm going to do eye exam and knock it out and then log on, do the rest of the day. So I got to embarrassingly text my manager and one of my colleagues like, yeah, I would be gone longer than I thought. They running more tests. I text my mom and beloved mad nervous because i can't see shit out my left eye i'm like am i going blind like lord i know some shit was gonna go wrong at 30 but i didn't expect this like hold on wait a minute and so, so my mom literally drives down because she's like i don't know what's going on but we're gonna be here so 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 the specialist i'm like yeah you got a detached retina we recommend a surgery whatever my ignorant ass because i know i ha- i know i have my birthday party planned up i'm like is there any way that like we can postpone this to, like after my birthday Cause you know I'm thinking like I would much rather not be recovering from surgery, right. celebrating. Okay, super selfish. Listen, <laughs> the doctor looked at me and was like, "No, <laughs> like we can push it back a couple of days, but no." I was like, "All right, no, all right, okay." And so I was like, "I guess we're gonna, you know, what I'm saying if I can't push it back past my birthday, then fuck it, like earlier the better." So so I I go from within the span of 24 hours, right? I go from thinking I'm about to get new glasses, right? Because I'm thinking. Like the the blurriness or whatever is because I need a new prescription or like the, the, some my gra- my glasses are scratched whatever. So like, no, we're gonna take you to a specialist. Oh, you have a detached retina. Oh, you're getting emergency surgery tomorrow. Like like literally. Ooh. Like within the span of twenty four hours, like people like I didn't even have really the time to process it. I was like, yo, like I had to like. And so I'm like texting my my manager like, yeah, they said I need surgery. Got this and that. Like all of this stuff. Like I'm just. I it's just a lot. Emergency I have to have emergency surgery, like ASAP. No Rocky, right? So then, and so so I, so I go get the surgery tomorrow. I'm like, all right, cool. So you know, what I'm saying surgery, any type of surgery knocks you out for it, because especially like anesthesia, whatever. But especially surgery with your eyes. I had an eye patch that looked like Slick Rick, and, and, and I, you oh, know, what I'm saying I look, I, I look like the Raiders logo. And then they had to do so. What they also did was on my quote unquote good eye, the other eye, they saw the same thing happening. And so they was like, we're gonna do a little laser surgery to make sure that that don't happen. You know what I'm saying? That it don't get worse while we also do this major surgery on your on your left eye. They basically put like an eye like a buckle around my eye. Um my eye got a, I, they basically gave a BBL to my left eye, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So 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 you know what I mean? Cause basically what was going on was the way I can explain it was you you know how you know you know how like a swimming pool liner works, right? Yeah. And you know how like if you get a hole in the swimming pool liner, <laughs> and like the water starts pushing the liner away from the pool, 
like you get a little hole in or whatever, but the water starts pushing it away from the edge of the pool, the more water comes in, right? Right. That basically was happening with my left eye. Like, mm. so, so like my left eye, the reason why everything was super blurry was like, it just had hella fluid in it because my, my, my retina was attached. And so I was like, well, how the fuck my retina get detached? Because for, I knew retinas get detached based off like impact and injury. And I'm like, ain't nobody, ain't nobody beat my ass. I feel like I would know if somebody beat my ass. You know what I'm saying? I may not tell y'all, but I feel like I would know if I got into a car accident, someone hit me in the face. It was like, no, pretty much like because you're nearsighted, your, your retina is longer than normal. And because your retina is longer than normal, it puts more pressure on your eye. And, so, and, mm-hmm. and, and that shit's that. I was like, cool. So you punished me by being, by being nearsighted. That's fun. Cool. So, <laughs> so, so, so we record an episode on Tuesday. I, I get an eye exam on Wednesday, have surgery Thursday. I, have, I am in no condition to upload anything on Friday, right? And so, oh, I no. literally, so I literally, you know what I'm saying, I took like a, you know what I'm saying, it took a week for me to kind of get back to work and you know everything like that. And mind you, I'm still new on my job, so all my little PTO plus some is gone, right? So now I'm working on the holidays, whatever. So that, so, so that was the reasoning for, for some of the delay was I was recovering from emergency eye surgery. And you're like, damn, Diddy, I saw you, I saw you outside, whatever, whatever, right? So I had a post-op appointment literally the day before my party because I was going to see if, like, was it okay for me to do my party? Because that was the main thing. I already put the money down. It's my 30th. I already took my last birthday in because of COVID. I was like, I'm really not trying to tuck this shit in because of eye surgery. Pissed. And, and the doctor's like, I mean, like, you're recovering faster than normal. You're recovering faster than I expected. Like, you're okay to go back to work. You're okay to have your party. I was like, cool, say less. Even if he, he didn't explicitly say you're okay to have your party, you tell me I can, I can risk my eye for the man. I'm, I feel like I can also risk my eye for myself. But that's just me. <laughs> so, and so, but that's what really was going on. So, like, I'm still recovering. Like, my eyes are super light sensitive right now. You know, I have to take well, these, eye drops, I'm take just these eye drops in my eyes. You know what I'm saying? But honestly, again, one thing that I learned, and we'll talk about it later, is, like, to, t- to, t- to kind of see the good and the bad, right? Like, I was salty that I had to do this, but, like, I was also happy that, like, we caught it. I was also happy that it didn't hurt, right? You know what I'm saying? But it didn't get worse to the point where I would, could have lost my eyesight, like, so, you know, like, you take the good with the bad, and you, and, 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 and you take the punches, so, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm thankful to be here with, you know, with, with two working eyes. Well, friend, good. God be good. Like, you had an emergency C-section before your eye. <laughs> Basically, like, you know what I'm saying? Had a, like, you know what I'm saying? I had a BBL. So I ain't have to fly back from, like, Miami, you know what I'm saying? Sitting the opposite way and shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm very, 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 very happy for you, okay? But, um, no, on, no, to you being healthy and, and again, black men going to the doctor and keeping up with themselves. Um, I have a funny doctor story. Funny, and I, I I didn't know if I was gonna share this with y'all or not, just because it is mildly embarrassing as fuck. But we just it. had a, we we just had more embarrassing shit on this here platform. I'm pretty sure. Fuck it, we ball. So, as a melanin woman with hair that grows in curly, um, we are very prone to ingrown hairs, which can lead to hair bumps or cysts or anything. You know what I'm saying? Small cysts right. or whatever. Um. In any areas that you frequently shave or remove hair from. Hell, I didn't even had it because I get my hair cut. I've had hair bumps in the back of my neck. Like that shit happens, right? So as a woman who gets waxed in her on her coochie, gets her coochie waxed. Of course, we get a cut when that hair grows back. If you're not exfoliating properly, and even if you do exfoliate properly, you can get an ingrown hair or two. So I had one plucked it. Keep it pushing, right? I'm a grown-ass woman. I've, I've had a couple hair bumps. I've been getting waxed since I could breathe. Like, it's not uncommon. So, Shorty gets a hair bump, plucks it, and, keep, and you know, sanitizes and exfoliates per, excuse me, per usual. Very, very common for a woman of melanin complexion, right? So, I see that the area of which I have plucked this hair follicle has started to grow back. And I'm like, oh, maybe I didn't get enough hairs or whatever. But the hair itself, I couldn't see. And I saw that the ingrown hair was starting to come to a head as a pimple. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to wait till it really, really forms. Pop it, pluck the hair, sanitize, exfoliate, keep it pushing. Well, within a 24-hour span, I bullshit you not. 
24 hours, what was a typical normal pimple or or ingrown hair turned into, I woke up and that bitch grew to the size of a fucking golf ball. I thought them niggas was going to say four on my shit. Okay. I was not a happy fucking camper. So I said, okay, bitch, you need to go get this lanced or go get this looked at. Right. Cause this is not some, this is not no normal shit. So I ended up going to the emergency room on the West side. First mistake. There's nothing good that happens on the West side. But what, listen, the West, so for those who don't know, the west side of Cincinnati is a lot like the west side of any of your home You can Filthy. put as much money over at that bitch as you want to. It's still going to be the dirty-ass west side to me. The, 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 the Walmart over there, the get most ghetto Walmart, it's just, the people over there can't drive for real, for real. The west side is like a, a fucked-up Narnia. It's Everything just, on the west side ghetto. As hell. Fire food spots, but of course you expect that in the ghetto. Actually, Queen City, what is it? Queen City Pizza, what, what is it over there? Yeah, that's the best thing on the west side. Anyway. anyway, so I go to the emergency room on the west side. I had to be over there anyway. So I was like, fuck it. I don't want to, and it's whatever, from home. So cool, right? Bada bing, bada boom. So I go in there, and I'm explaining to the nurse, the first nurse that talks to me. I'm saying, hey. This is what it is. And I show her my coochie. And she's like, oh, yeah, girl, that's a whole thing. That, that Yeah, you could see the entry point, all that shit. I say, yeah, help me, right? So then two more people walk in. They come and look at my coochie. Everybody's shocked. I can hear them snickering at the nurse's station. Like, I understand, bitch. Like, got it, right? Like, y'all ain't got a kiki like this over my, over, over my, my Yeah, coochie. like, let's not, let's not kiki over my coochie pain. Like, let's not bond over that. Let's not be a thing we bond over. Right. So um, a male doctor comes in, a male nurse practitioner comes in and I'm showing him this this bump as well. And he's just like, yep. And he says, talk, walks me through the procedure. He's like, we're going to numb it first. And then I'm going to take a, a small scalpel incision and, and pop it. And I was like, OK, cool. Sounds simple enough. Right. Makes so sense. He, narrator. It was not that simple. So, I'm sitting there, mind you, legs, mask on my face, coochie exposed. Which, is, and- wild, which is wild as an as, as image, right? Like, I'm protecting myself from COVID up top, but, 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 but my bottom half, bread eagle. It's what it is. Okay. So then, my legs are in these stirrups, and I'm sweating fucking bullets because I'm just like, oh my God. Oh my God. Doctors, anything doctor related makes me nervous anyway. But like, that's why I just, I try to just, you know what I'm saying? Be on the up and up about it because if I stay on top of it, nothing can get behind it. Right. I'm very, I'm very on point with my doctor's appointments. So I'm sitting there on my legs in my stirrups. I'm sweating bullets because I'm nervous. And this man takes this, this, this lidocaine ass needle, right? Thickest, longest fucking needle I have ever seen in my fucking life. And he says, okay, I'm going to, now I'm going to numb the area. Mind you, the area in question is my vagina. Okay, it's my favorite fucking organ. And he takes this needle and jams it into, into my, the side of my coochie. Right on the lips. And when I say I scrimped a scream... The howl that left my body could wake up witches, okay? I was not a happy fucking camper. I was not a happy camper. He pokes my coochie about four times. About four times. Felt like seven. It was like four times, okay? Now, this, 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 this cyst now is good, numb, ready to slice open. And I am literally panting and cold. Listen, I felt like a microwave. I didn't know if I was hot or cold. Okay, so he goes, it's now time to take the scalpel and lance this bitch. And I swear to God, he said, okay, on the count of three, we're going to lance it. One slice. And when I tell you this shit erupted. You know, Dr. Pimple Popper has got nothing on me. And here's the thing. I don't watch that shit because I know myself. 
I was beside myself, okay? Completely besides myself. So I'm sitting there. He finally gets, and he is tugging and pulling. Listen, you, I could tell that this doctor has never interacted with Coochie before because he was rough. Like, my nigga, this is a vagina, not a speed bag. Calm down. (laughs) Calm down. Anyway, long story short, we got this hair bump lanced. I it's going to be baby. I don't want to see a nigger for another 40 days or 40 nights. I am on strike. I went through that shit by myself. And honestly, because I didn't call anybody, because I didn't I, how do you explain that to a nigga? How do you explain that? I, I honest no no no. I lied. I did tell my boyfriend. I was just like, no, mm-mm. I showed it to him. He's like, yeah, babe, you gotta go to the hospital. He um like he had some conflicting appointments and I didn't want him to have to rearrange his entire schedule in order to take me. And I was I was just gonna be a strong independent woman who didn't need no man. So I decided to go <laughs> that's by literally, myself. That's literally I was like, I'm a strong independent woman. I don't need no man. So no I decided way. to do this shit by myself. And honestly, I'm actually because of embarrassment, baby, when I tell you I screamed, I screamed. So when I was walking out of that bitch, the nurses stayed, nobody at the nurses station would make eye contact with me. <laughs> that's how bad I know I showed my ass. <laughs> So yeah, you know, mm-mm. all I, I came home. My boyfriend had the hot compress and antibiotic waiting for me, so I was very, very well taken care of at this point. <laughs> but no, fuck doctors. <laughs> I mean, no, shout out to doctors, but fuck that one. I ain't even mean that. That was not fun. That was not. That was not a fun experience. And you would think that after that kind of shit, that I would just like sit your ass down somewhere. No, say fuck waxing, but it wasn't the wax. Hair's just gonna grow how it feels like growing because, bitch, like, no. That's a different. I mean, black people got coarse hair, and some. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Sometimes with, with coarse hair, that shit be wanting to go back where it came from, and you know what I mean? Like, it's not. It's not nothing that you can control for real. For you can do your best, you can do whatever. Like, because even even as even when you shave, like the shit happen. You know what I mean? So that's that's not that's not user error. You know what I mean? Nope. I took very good care of my coochie. Okay. Like I said, this is my favorite organ. We have to take care of her. So not your heart or your lungs, but your coochie. Vagina. Not- not 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 the shit that helps you breathe and live, but but Mr. Coochie. All right. Me me and my vagina have been to some very very interesting times together. Okay, I would I hate just, to lose her to some bullshit. Okay, I just had to you know I had to check for temperature. You know you know a couple of organs to make sure that you live every day. But I had to check. You know what I'm saying? We all have our favorites. That's my favorite organ. I even said that shit to the doctor. Keep going because I have jokes and I don't this is not a laughing matter. <laughs> anyway, but um so speaking of highlights of the 2020-21, Calvin, what would you say your biggest takeaway that, of this year is? Thus Take far? Um takeaways, um I feel like I've been as transparent as I've ever been on a public platform this year, right? I've let niggas know that I've you know what I'm saying, my my my, my wins and my losses. But I don't I think the key is your losses can be lessened if you allow them to. Mm-hmm. So that's one of my biggest takeaways. You know what I'm saying? It's part of a mindset change that I've tried to implement. Was like even even the things that hurt your feelings that that really kind of hurt you. And what can you learn from them in order to grow and continue to have a growth mindset, a constant growth mindset moving forward? Um, like I lost a job this year, man. Like not you know what I'm saying like. Involuntarily, it wasn't like I quit. I was like, no, like it was like get the fuck out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's like you know what I mean. That 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 is humbling. I had some very right. humbling experiences this year. Also had some things where you know I I I I, I got accepted into grad school. I got you know I lost I lost one job, got two. You know, got two back. You know what I'm saying? Like you know what I mean? Like it's, it, it, you know, so 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 you understand that like. You know, my, you know, we all make fun of my mom being a deacon or a pastor or a preacher, or whatever you whatever you want to call it, Alex. But uh mm. <laughs> But you know, like trouble don't last always, man. I think I think I mean, so it's like, okay, yeah, this hurt. Like and I and I was very much this this the first half of the year, like going like hurt, you know what I mean? 
was all right, cool. Like, dust yourself off. Like, what's up, nigga? Like, you know what I mean? Um, we make fun of my Capricorn styles all the time, but no one cares. Work harder. Like, all right, cool. Like, you lost your job. That it sucked. What you gonna do about it? You know what I'm saying? You, 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 you've had you had some people do some things to you that hurt your feelings. Right. That sucks. What you gonna do about it? How you gonna learn from it? You know what I mean? Like you, you are you've had you are stressed out because of this job, or you're stressed out because of the pandemic. You're stressed out for whatever reason. What you gonna do about it? And I think right. so. So instead of just kind of licking my wounds and feeling sorry for myself and oh, what was me? Oh, it was like all right, this shit is is feel what you feel, but what you gonna do about it, bro? Like how what what's what's next? How do how do you move forward? How do you continue to grow? Because again, at the end of the day. You can't blame others for where you are in life, good, bad, or indifferent, right? I can't, I can't point to like, well, I'd be in a better spot if it wasn't for whatever. Like, eh, ain't nobody trying to hear that shit. Like, do what you got to do. And so, so my highlights was, you know, what I'm saying, I made it to thirty. You know what I mean? Because where we come from, like, that's not a guarantee. Right. Like, between between the pandemic, robbing season. You know what I'm saying? Like just the natural, <laughs> just the natural consequences of being black in America. A lot of people who are our age and younger perished this year before seeing that 30 year old age. And both of us made that was able to make it to 30, right? And so I think that that's a that's the biggest accomplishment because we celebrate accomplishments and and making another year is is probably the biggest one you can celebrate, right? Um, going to grad school when I left when I left undergrad 2014, I was I swore up and down to anyone who wanted to listen. I was never coming back, right? I was never doing I was never doing grad school again. I wasn't doing school again. I was like, fuck that. I'm gonna just I'm gonna work and I'm gonna move up that way. Right. Life life, you know what I'm saying? Life you have to be adaptable to what life presents to you. And when when I was presented with, okay, you have no job. Um, we're still smack dab in the middle of the panini. Mm-mm-mm. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? And so I was like, all right, man, I'm, I'm gonna try to do. I'm, I'm gonna go back to school, I guess, right? You know, what I'm saying, got accepted into the MBA program, got got you know, pretty you know, straight A's for the for, for the first you know, what I'm saying, full semester, like cool. And then like we was able to get back on our feet with with with, with two jobs, like one you know, what I'm saying, one job first, and then a second job, second that's able to 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 put me in a space financially, you know, for the time being that I'm comfortable in, right? I'm moving forward and, and, and you're always trying to go, but like those are those are three pivot points that I can definitely see, you know what I'm saying, how I grew how I've grown in. So I'll ask you the same question. What's your highlight? Um so very, very corny highlight. Um this was the first year that my son got to experience his cousins, like on my mom's side of the family in a way that just makes him feel like like less like a big brother and more like a little brother, if that makes sense. And Kiddo being my only child and being Kiddo is my only child, but he'll never be raised like an only child just because of how close I am with my siblings, kids, if that makes sense. So for a while, Kiddo was the the eldest. So all the kids looked up to him. He had a lot on his shoulders in that aspect. But this year, my when my older sister moved home, he got to be a little bro for a while. And then Kiddo does have actual older brothers. So he got to spend a lot more time with them as well. Um, he just got to do things in a way that grew him and watched him and watched him just step up in a lot of different aspects was very much so a highlight for me. So corny nonetheless, but yes, like it was awesome watching my kid get to be just a big and a little brother this year was wonderful. Like it was that was special. That was some special shit. Um, a huge, another personal takeaway for me, honestly, was watching myself grow out of a very dark place. Um, the woman that sat here on this podcast this time last year and the woman that sits here now are just two totally different people. I don't recognize the woman that I was last year. That was a woman who was hurt. That was a woman who had a lot of healing and a lot of growing and a lot of honesty to do with herself. Um, A lot of honest conversations that needed to be had with self. Not even trying to sound cliche about it, but there was a lot of things that I, like, this is between me and myself. And 
I lost some individuals that I didn't see myself losing. And I don't miss for what it's worth. I don't. And I wanted to. And I felt guilty about the fact that I don't miss these people because I didn't, um, I never imagined them not being in my life. But now that they aren't, I'm like, okay, I see why that was necessary. So um, I'm excited for and really just really, really proud of the finale. I'm really going, I'm ending this year with a really big grand finale, like in a way that I haven't ended. This isn't, I haven't had a finale this big of a year in a while now. Like I'm moving. Um, (laughs) I am moving into a beautiful space. I'm super excited about while also not mourning, but just we've had some bomb ass times in my apartment. Like the shindigs off Dixma are going to go down in history because I'll probably never throw a banger like that again. <laughs> not until I not until I buy a house. But the times that I've had in my house, the times that I've been able to share with the people that I love inside of this home mean the world to me. And being able to close this chapter of my life on a really good note has just that makes me so happy. Like I am ending this year happy. Very, very happy. I am ending this year very, very happy. Very happy. So that is a highlight. That is a a big highlight for me. Big, big, big highlight. Um but, Yeah. I I mean I, I think I think sometimes we, we moving from a space that has that has trauma attached to it is always a good thing, right? Like, you know I mean, like we can, we can do our best to, to try to, you know, break free and do all of that. But sometimes, you know, you need a fresh start for a fresh mindset. And I think, I think 2022 is that fresh mindset. I think, I think we both spent a lot of this year lamenting, lamenting things that were dead. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We were, we spent a lot of this year watering, watering dead plants. You know what I mean? And, I, and, or, you know, just, you know, complaining about things and I don't want to use complaining in the sense of like, you know, super, but just talking about things that we couldn't control. You know what I mean? We right. can't control. We can't, we can only control how we move. We can only control how we, how we react. And we can only control like us. And we spent a lot of this year focused on things that we cannot control. And I think, I think next year, you know, whether that's COVID, whether that's whatever, right? I think next year is really about focusing on the things that you personally have a say in, have a control in. You have control over the people who have access to you. You have control over the stuff you give, you give, you know, access to the news, the social media, whatever, the timeline, whoever, right? Like you have control over that. You have control on how you react to good and bad times. You have control over what, how you react to, you know what I'm saying? Whatever, like you have control over that. So we focus on the things that we can actively control and I think everything else will take care of everything else. I think this year for both of us, one thing that we had to learn was like, we spent a lot of time Giving energy to things we could not and, sh- and should not control, um, and 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 I think I think moving forward we we learn we learn better on that for sure. Uh, you know, and I agree with that. One of my, and again, one of my also one of my favorite takeaways of this year has to be just like the immense amount of opportunities of the dope ass shit and the amazing ass people I have been actually able to meet and experience. This year, if I turned 30 this year, well, we both did, but this has been a year of first for me. I have had a lot of first. I have had just a lot of first experiences and the things that if I wasn't doing what I needed to be doing for myself, I would not have been able to enjoy the things that I actually enjoyed. I had a blast. I had a fucking blast this year. Because I was honest with myself and because I was honest with Alex, I was able to be real with everybody else around me and I enjoyed some things. I explored some things. I, yeah, like (laughs) I was getting ready to go there and decided not to, but yeah, like I, and and, and you know what? And I think, I think one thing I've had, I've had some really good times this year. I think one thing that we learned is like there is there is some enjoyment in under and in, in knowing your boundaries and know and, and knowing what boundaries you've set for yourself and and, and, and honoring them, right? I think 
we, you know what I'm saying? We let people get, we let people get inside of our character, honestly. Like, like whether it's just, you know, whether it's stupid people online who, who believe COVID is a hoax or whether it's people who, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of things, I've let a lot of things, a lot of opinions and a lot of, you know what I'm saying? Get me out of, get me kind of out my body, out my character this year on some just silly shit. Um, you know what I mean? Like even, you know what I'm saying? Think people who, like if I if I gave myself truth serum, I'd be like, ah, I see, I see why he did that. But you know what I'm saying? And when you hurt, when you emotionally hurt, and you're acting off of emotions, you sometimes let you you just let it, you just let that go. And it's just um when when you argue with a fool. From from a distance, they can't tell who's who. And I think at, even this year, I don't believe in New Year's resolutions because I don't believe in. And this is gonna sound super cliche, but I've stopped trying to put a time frame on improvement. You know what I mean? If I see some shit that I need to work on, I'm gonna work on it now. I'm not gonna wait if it's like November or December. I'm not gonna wait until January to start trying to fix some shit if I know it's some shit I can work on now. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So I saw like you know. We all, everybody make fun of me for, for how I like to argue and debate on Twitter, on, online, right? Like, you, beloved, everybody's like, mm-hmm. And, I, and, and, you know, like, there's truth in jokes. And so when everyone says I'm like, hold on, wait a minute. Like, <laughs> and so now I was trying to just be more mindful and be more, be more mindful of my energy and, and, and be more mindful of what I give my energy to. You know what I mean? Like, there's some, there's some things I see old me be like, this is stupid. Shut the fuck up. But, Cool. That's your that's your burden to bear. Or you know what I'm saying? Just you know, certain things where even if I let this person a piece of my mind, what's what's that gonna do? Like, ah! you, know, you know what I mean? Like, 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 but honestly and truly, like, what's that? Like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna I'm cut somebody out, or I'm a, I'm gonna get my points off. What's that? What's that gonna do? They still gonna think the same shit that it, in the first place. I'm still right. gonna think the same shit I felt like, and now we don't spend 15, 20 minutes arguing. Like, what we doing? Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that's that's the kind of the shit I'm focused on. Is like, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm just... at the point in my life where I'm only going spar for spar for spar, a word for word with people who are rooted in trying to find a, a solution with. I, and and that's just it. That's just it. If if I, I can get into it, I'd rather not. But I'm just in a. Let's, good, let's, 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 you know what? Let's not because here's the thing. We're I think we're 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 we're, we're celebrating making it to the end of the year. Right, like this, you know what I mean. And I think sometimes you, you those who know the the darkness you had to get through to get to the light know. And if you don't, that's fine. Like you ain't got to be here for you ain't got to be here for the director's cut. Enjoy the highlight. You know what I mean? I think you know what I mean. I think you ain't got to be here for for the behind the scenes footage. Enjoy the enjoy the final product, right? You know what I'm saying? Everybody's not entitled to that. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. For damn sure. For damn, damn sure. Um, Speaking of in things coming to an end, the Insecure series finale aired on Sunday. And I'll be honest with you. I enjoyed it. Like, was it rushed? Yes. Would we like to see things fleshed out? Absolutely. But if we're keeping it a buck, I think we wanted to see things played out a little bit more, honestly, because the season started off very lackluster. Mid, bro, it's, bro the season started off mid. So the insecure season five reminds me of how I used to do term papers, uh. where like you would get the assignment maybe like a month in advance. You'd be like, all right, whatever, cool, cool, cool. Keep in my life, and they do. And then you look up on the syllabus like, but this shit do next, this shit do in two days. But <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it started off with so much. You know what I'm saying? Like it slow played it so much at the final finale had to feel rushed because there are so many things that needed conclusions and needed and needed endpoint that you had to rush through on that so that's why they gave us you know what i'm saying the finale they gave us like if they if they had spread that finale through the entire season i think people you know what i'm saying would have if that finale would have started off if the last episode would have started maybe three or two or three episodes beforehand if, people would yeah, not have if, felt so slighted if, but if if, if 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 the if if tiffany and Derek's going away party Instead of episode nine, it was like episode three. Yeah. You know, and then and then the finale is spread through like four through ten. Exactly. Because fam, we wasted an entire episode of, of Issa and Nathan walking around trying to find a dog. 
Yeah. I didn't I didn't need and, to find and, and, and yes, that became a whole like official boyfriend whatever moment, but we you know what I mean? We could have there could have been more there could have been a different way to do to a vehicle to do that, right? And so I do think, you know what I'm saying, the finale they, the time jump shit, I understand why they did it, but it felt corny to me. It felt like a cop out, right? It's like you know what I mean? But I understand why they did it and and to, to try to hit all the points they needed to hit. Um, yeah, if the time jump would have happened at like episode 7 or 8, I probably wouldn't be as mad that way. Because honestly, I would love to have seen a dual episode of Molly and Issa getting engaged. Like, I would have, I don't know. I don't know how they would have done or, it. Or, or, how, or how Molly is, deals with her parents' death. Right, like yeah, like how does Molly? Because Molly spent a lot of time harping over the point of having insurance and final arrangements, and then her mom passes. I know, spoiler alert, but and then her mom passes, and then we're just like, I'm glad that she was as hard on them as she was, but at the same time, I would have, I would have given anything to see Molly. You know, I'm saying, given anything to see her be able to. You know, I'm saying, I don't know. There were a lot of ideas that I don't think were thoroughly as fleshed out as I would have as I would have wanted them. But just because the the ending didn't happen the way that I I expected or intended doesn't mean that the show was a bad I doesn't mean that it ended badly or poorly. You know what I mean? I like the fact that I got to Molly's dream was to be a wife. Absolutely, she, that was her dream from season one. And so, okay, I'll put Molly like wanted a boyfriend since inception, and she got one, and and, 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 and got one who understood her. And you know what I'm saying? And it was like, and you know what I mean? got her. I think the best relationships start out with people who don't like you to, at at the beginning. Because, baby, let me tell you something. One of my I, one of my favorite relationships is with a nigga who I could not fucking stand when we first met. And then we ended up liking each other. Then we ended up dating. And then we actually still keep in contact with each other because like we had to, we had to be, our relationship had to be rooted in understanding because it didn't start out with us. We, it started out with us misunderstanding each other. So I appreciate that. I personally appreciate that. I can see that. I I think, I think, um, I think relationships, you know, however the relationship starts, how relationship ends, right? It could be a slow build. It could be a fast build, but whatever i do appreciate you know what i'm saying i think if the cure to me falls in the same scenario of a lot of these hbo shows right it starts off great has a great and then it just is that last season is they, they hbo shows specifically game of thrones sopranos entourage whatever have a hard time landing it you know what i mean because it's just like they build out this so this expansive world and and then it's like oh fuck we gotta we gotta wrap all this shit up in a season. Half. Right. You know what I mean? So but it's secure with Black Civil War. <laughs> it, and it has been. And it has been. It it, it, it turned it turned into a, a cute little niche show from the from the from the web series girl to a cultural phenomenon that literally set topics and trends and in conversations on online. For the following week, every single, which, time it, every single time it air. Speaking of which, I am not a fan of how critical you guys are, th- that there's some folks have being of Issa Rae for a couple different reasons. So I'm going I'm to start at number one. There was a tweet, and maybe I'm misquoting this, maybe I'm misunderstanding this, and I'm praying that I am. But a gentleman was critical of Issa Rae for the lack of like you, you, you i know I'm, i think I, I if i think calvin you, go ahead because i don't want to misquote it so so the dude is named mike hall he's actually like he's in tv right so he's so he's he's in he's in tv he's in but you know what i'm saying whatever and so he was like he was like you know what I'm saying he was like shout out to insecure shout out to girlfriend shout out to you know what i'm saying whatever but is there is there a series like that that's been like at least four seasons that kind of that kind of portrayed a black man in that same light he was asking right um and you know people people kind of came in with the jokes right to someone someone replied back arthur has been on for 24 seasons that's eh, first and foremost i'm fucking <laughs> weird you know what i'm saying you know, and, and, and people and, and and like i always whenever someone goes viral i always like to just take a look at their timeline to see how they're defending themselves right like to see are, are you tweeting through it are you are you in your replies fighting back like what are you doing, right? Because you know went viral. <laughs> I want to. I want to know how you handling this, and especially if it's not viral in a good way. If it's like niggas on your head top in your in your in your in your, in your mentions, right? 
And so basically, understand a little bit more of the context once I went to his timeline was like basically it was like he, it, he he phrased it wrong. He wasn't trying to. He was like he wasn't trying to take nothing away from Issa. He was like, okay, cool. Like we got we got a couple different shows that like you know what I'm saying showed like black woman just black woman friendship is a main star. Like, is there anything that like on the, is on the male sport? Is there anything I could support on the male sort of views or any been like any feed like multiple seasons? Like he he was asking more so than like chastising, right? But you know. Twitter is not the not the forum for nuanced conversation, right? And so, honestly, from his mentions, I, I, there's a show on NBC that uh, just got piloted. Whatever it's called, Grand Crew. Um, they got two episodes now on like their Peacock, their streaming platform. It's like mm-hmm. four dudes and, and and a woman. You know what I'm saying? It's it's you know what I'm saying kind of hell. Crazy. Even Tyler Perry got a show called Brothers. <laughs> if I hear you. It's just, it's so hard for me to support. Okay, I support Tyler Perry, the business. Oh, I was person, being, right? I was definitely being facetious. Yeah, I was like, I saw someone like, there's a show called John. I was like, fam, it's on Bounce. I don't even know how to get Bounce. Like, how the fuck am I supposed to watch? But it? nonetheless, these shows are still getting piloted, though. Like, and, and, and hear, me think, out, hear me yeah, out. Go, go ahead. There I was think- a a huge amount of talent and a stroke of luck. Right. Let's be clear. Because even HBO had quite, because if you watch the documentary about HBO and you watch the documentary, like that HBO documentary about Insecure, the end. Which is a great, is a a great documentary. As somebody who enjoys documentaries, right? Not only just that I'd enjoy Insecure, but I enjoyed the documentary, right? Um, it was a great documentary. It chronicled, it was a very honest one about like what Issa, like the show, what things went through with, you know what I'm saying? Like Issa even talks about how she got blamed for gentrification. You know what I mean? Because Yeah, yeah, because a couple people saw like certain landmarks in the show, wanted to come and like see the landmarks. And now these taco spots and and these places got four hour wait times now. You know what I mean? So it's like, listen, I sent a picture to Beloved and uh, one of her homegirls when we went to L.A., Cause they said the dude sign like the Black Hollywood sign. Everybody who go out to LA try to go find that show and take pictures in front of it. We sure did. You know what I mean? I mean, so, and ain't nobody mad at that. It's a staple. Like that. That that's a prominent or a figure of importance to us, and it's a of a cultural phenomenon of a show. So yeah, hell yeah. Like when I go to LA, I'm absolutely taking a picture in front of the dunes. What? But for me. A lot of it. To back to my point, and of course, right. I got, I got you sidetracked. You sure did, but I think my the point about the matter was just I enjoy the fact that some of the things that Issa knows that she was criticized about, she also took time to address. And one of the things that Issa being criticized about that kind of hurt my feelings was about some of the colorism that she experienced, even trying to bring insecure to light. Everybody knows that Insecure was born from Awkward Black Girl. And if you don't know, now you do. But Awkward Black Girl was about a black woman in an office setting and some of the things that she went through, you know what I'm saying, within that, within within that experience. And then she brought it to the HBO, of course, picked up on it. And of course, I'm fast forwarding through it, obviously. But to get to where we are now, and even just come to find out that HBO expected there to be like, they didn't expect Issa herself to star in the show. And they had an idea that it would be centered around a light-skinned women and that experience. And Issa was like, no. No. Not even if herself, her herself wasn't planning on being the co-star. And to be honest with you, why wouldn't it be? Because she was the star of Awkward Black Girl. Why wouldn't she be the star of her own pilot, right? Mm-hmm. But understanding that and, and y'all can call it what you want. And no, I'm not the darkest thing walking, but I'm also not the lightest thing walking. So for me to sit here and be critical of of colorism as as if I've experienced it to an extent on my end, I'd be lying if I said that colorism had a, a major effect on my life because I'm not dark, dark, but I'm not light, light either. And <clears throat> I kind of fall into this pocket of we can, it's obvious that she's black. So we can respect her blackness and we can respect the fact that She's a black woman without having to feel like, oh, criminalize her darkness or, you know what I mean, or um, be prejudiced against the fact that she's not light. Like, I'm, I, I kind of passed the paper bag test if we're being honest. So depending, 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 right? And I speak on that very, very loosely. But 
my point about the matter is seeing a show centered around two dark-skinned women centered around the two dark-skinned black women female experience as well-rounded as insecure was i definitely appreciated my favorite thing about it is that everybody got their version of happy seeing molly walk down the aisle made me cry like some of molly's experiences resonated with me a lot Issa, obviously, because she experienced some shit throughout the couple seasons where it was like, bitch, if that hasn't been me, like, if if that fucking a nigga that's completely beneath me because I need to be fucking a nigga, absolutely. I think we've all been there. That's how baby mamas are created. Ugly, <laughs> like, ugly baby mamas at that. Ugly baby mamas at that. Like, there you go. But I appreciated the fact of how seen and heard and secure made me feel. I appreciated how um I was able not even if there were certain things that like even before we got to like the mer- towards the end of the season, a lot of the things with um insecure started to resonate with me because of just where I'm at personally, but I like the fact that again, I talk about this all the time. I related back to Summer Walker's project. I like the fact that there was some shit that she was going through that didn't relate. And I was still able just to consume it as a consumer and not have to necessarily see myself be seen in it in order for it to be valid. I like that. But also part of the, the appeal for insecure was we used to have insecure watch parties. We used to gather. It used to be a point for me and my girls who have very busy lives for us to get with each other and yeah, for us to get with each other and be around. I like love that. Fam, like fam, like insecure was appointment television. Like for those who made it reminded me of Shonda Land Thursdays back when we had Grave Anatomy scandal, how to get away with murder back to back to back on Thursdays, where it's like half of the joy in watching it was you know, the commentary from 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 your people from the timeline while y'all watching it. Like that's part of the reason okay. So this is a, a, a tangent. I need people to understand what spoilers are and what they actually. So I saw people was like, "Wow, y'all really going spoil insecure? Like y'all couldn't wait twelve or, or or my favorite one, y'all gave the white man's movie Spider Man a whole week, but we spoiling the Black Queen's uh, series finale the same day. If you knew here, just say that we've been live tweeting insecure since insecure came out. It's not a spoiler if the cast is live tweeting with us." Right. If there's if the spoiler rules is, hey, if it's a specific time that everybody can watch it at the same time, it's not a spoiler if you're tweeting it live. With Spider-Man, the movie, everybody can't see it at the same time. There's only so many seats in the theater at the same time. With with shit that comes on streaming, you know, there's not a set time. People may watch it when they wake up. People may watch it when they get ready to go to sleep. We was mad at y'all tweeting power spoilers because power would come on at midnight and then the actual power on the app would come on at like 9 p.m. Like, wait a minute. Hold the fuck fuck up here. It's not a spoiler alert if it comes on at one time for everybody in the app who's watching on HBO and the goddamn creator in the cast is live tweeting the same shit we are. It's also not a spoiler if we're talking about things that happened three seasons ago, my guy. Like, you just got you, here. You niggas be the same niggas like, why y'all really gonna spoil The Wire for me? The Wire, the last season of The Wire aired in 2008. If you haven't caught it by now, that's on you. <laughs> but the other part about it is this. Do I understand some of the live tweeting throughout the season? And, like, we've always live tweeted Insecure. We've always done that. So, people being upset about Insecure is like, mm, you kind of just late to the party. But um, I don't know. If you're also, also some of the insecure spoilers, and stuff, unless you're like paying that close attention, you have to be paying attention to the show in order to understand some of the spoilers. So it's like, is it a spoiler if you aren't even privy to the show or you're not paying attention? No, not really. So I don't know what to tell you there, Chief. But I did want to just end this segment by saying, Issa Rae, I am proud of you. I am a fan. As a black girl creative, I am inspired. 
as a woman who sees myself in a lot of the situations and has overcome a lot of the situations that the characters have also paralleled. Um, I'm just very, very, very proud of the way that she ended this chapter for herself. And I'm looking forward to what's next for Issa Rae. Honestly, honestly, I'm very much so looking forward to it. Truly, truly. Um, I mean, it's very rare where you get to end on your own terms. Right. Like, Seinfeld was not canceled. Jerry Seinfeld chose to end the, end the show, right? Insecure was not canceled. HBO was begging them, was like, y'all can do whatever many seasons y'all want. Ethan Ray was like, nah, I got hella other shit I got going on right now. Um, you know what I'm saying? This is going to be the last one. And I think the main legacy, besides being a cultural phenomenon, and this is something I got to give credit to Ethan for was how many people she put on during the course of this um, this five-year run. Like, they was going through this documentary of how many writers became, you know what I'm saying, became showrunners of their own shit. How many writers got their own projects greenlit. How many actors got, you know what I'm saying, like, how many of, like, our internet favorites, like, Dorm Tainment, Ryan Davis, like, people we see on YouTube, you know, getting acting roles you know what I'm saying? Like from from this, like so, mm-hmm. and, and the it, countless people she put on, countless, and, and also the countless people she, you know, what I'm saying because like filming in L.A. and Inglewood for real, like that require a different level of finesse. There's some there's some hood logistics that got to go into like, hey, we're gonna film, we're gonna we're gonna film in Lamar Park, we're gonna film, we're gonna film on, we're gonna film in Inglewood, like for real Inglewood, like you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, Easter Easter Ray made it a point to network across and not just network up. And you know what I'm saying? You gotta give her her credit for that. You gotta give her credit for all the all the music. Listen, the insecure soundtrack always slap. A banger. You feel me? Um uh, and so you gotta give her credit for that. Give her credit and just all the people she put on and just literally insecure is was a cultural phenomenon and like you know what I'm saying? It's very even shows that are made for black people ain't always a cultural phenomenon like mm-hmm. like this. So all praises to the queen Issa Rae. And before I go, I say Lawrence Hyde, we came back down three oh, one. Fucking God, we came back down three one. We 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 fought through the break, baby. We fought through condolences. We fought through Nathan, and we got our girl. Clap it up for him. Clap it up for him. Clap it up for him. Sure. <clears throat> so, Calvin, before we sign out of here, do you want to end us on a positive note? Oh, for sure. Um, we are. This will be the last episode that you hear in 2021 or tw- early 2022, depending on when we get, depending on when our, our our illustrious engineer decides to edit this. Um, I'll say this: this this season that we're all walking into. For me, it's a season of constant improvement. Like, consistent and constant improvement, no matter the time frame, right? Like, just get better. If you feel like you're in a good place, you can be in a better place. If you feel like you're in a bad place, you know you there's room to be in a better place. Like, just get better. And I, I think, like, it doesn't have to be all at once. It doesn't have to be some big, huge deal. I'm not a huge fan of, like, you know what I'm saying, the announcements. Some of y'all, some of y'all don't know this, but this is last year. Y'all gonna know? I'm not. In, I'm not into that. I'm like, not in that. Like you know, a, a, a African American philosopher once said, "You should make more moves and make less notes." Or <laughs> I'm just not a fan of people like with tallies and check marks and final straws. If, if you, like if, if, if you, um, if you, my, if you, my friend for real, we shouldn't have a scoreboard because I may need you more in a season than you need me. But understand that, like. If you are actually my friend, at some point that that cycle is going to come around. You feel me? Like in relationships, platonic and romantic, like sometimes your partner may not have it, so you got to give a little extra. And other times you may not have it, and your partner got to give a little extra. I could get I could get on my sofa all day about you know what I'm saying what I've gone through as far as like you know what I'm saying having extra and not having extra. But like don't if you if you feel like you got to do that tit for tat shit, you're not really friends with that nigga for real. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not, I'm not into the whole announcements thing or like making moves, announcing the moves I'm going to make. Like, just make the moves, bro. Continue to grow. Continue to, um, you know what I'm saying? Like, grow and be better. Whatever that looks like for you. 
it, however that looks like for you. Like you know what I mean? You it ain't gotta look it ain't gotta look right to me if it looks right to you. It ain't gotta make sense to me if it makes sense to you. So if you hear me, you know what I'm saying, like this year is about that growth mindset, you know what I mean? It's about that growing that growing and glowing and getting better. So so for me, you know what I'm saying? We gonna do this shit together, we're gonna do this shit, we're gonna rock out, but we're gonna grow and we're gonna get better in, in this upcoming year. So, so my biggest takeaway or my my positive note for 2021 is going to be take care of yourself and not in a selfish self-centered fuck y'all it's me against the world kind of way but protect your self-interest protect your neck protect your chicken protect protect your your, mentals protect your mental protect look out for you in a way that future you will be very grateful for because a lot of us are healing past traumas. I'm going to be honest. This year was about healing for me and forgiveness. This year was about healing and forgiveness. This next year is going to be about protecting that space and standing on it. I made a lot of declarations. I made a lot of hard boundaries. I put a lot of firm lines in the sand. Girl, fuck you is a protection spell. <laughs> and it's not even just about girl fuck you to anything specifically but you can't tell somebody to go fuck themselves and not mean it and that's in anything with that job that nigga some of them friends whatever it may be protect yourself take care of yourself some of y'all need to in the first quarter I task you to go get a Wellness check for the beginning of the year for your health, both mentally and physically. Schedule an appointment with a financial advisor to make sure that you're on track um, for a retirement. Because at the end of this decade, we'll be 40. Those conversations are not are something you want to be on the front end of, not the back. Um, and for like anybody like me and Calvin, this year was the first year of our 30s. You don't want 10 years happens very fast. Look how fast your 20s went by. That doesn't have to be the case for your 40s. I mean, for your 30s. You can walk into your 40s a different person, but it starts by taking care of yourself right now. So, taking care of that mental, your physical, your financial, and your spiritual. Some of y'all need to get right with a higher being. Some of y'all need to figure out what you're spiritually aligned with and do some maintenance there as well. Some of y'all need to do some maintenance on that spirit. Not everybody's loving light. And it's okay not to be, but it's okay. It's also just not okay not to be honest with yourself about who you are and what you are. So I pray that in the next year, you spend the last couple days of this year cleaning out what's old to you and preparing to bring in what's new because you deserve it, whatever that looks like. But it's your girl, Allie Nicole. It's your boy, C. Diddy. We are out of here. We will see you in 2022. You feel me? Peace. I'm about to take a chance, yo. Blindfolded with the free throw. Little mama playing good defense. Two seconds on the clock, I'm gone. About to shoot, about to shoot, about to shoot my shot. Yo, about to shoot, about to shoot, about to shoot my shot.